This is Taylor. And this is Ash. Welcome back to Freaky Geeky. And today, we're going to be talking about the Dyatlov Pass. Yeah, buddy. Have fun with all these Russian names. I'm kind of really glad you picked this one. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like... I'm probably going to butcher some of these names just a forewarning. I I tried. Like, I know some of them, but some of them are a little crazy. Um, but this is an interesting case to me. I think that's why I like it, just because of, like, how mysterious it is, but also the fact that, like, I have, like, a few pages of notes just on the conspiracies around it. Oh, hell yeah. So Honestly, I don't even know where I land, so I'm going to have a lot of fun speculating with you at the end. Right. And it's it's weird just for the fact that, you know, the the first time I heard about the Diatlov Pass was when I watched the movie about it, which was called Devil's Pass. Oh, I forgot there was a movie. Yeah, the movie was actually good. The ending kind of sucked, but like... Well, the ending kind of sucked in real life, too. Well, that's... Yeah, but, like, the end, like, when I say the ending sucked, like, they ended it in a weird way because it was, like, a documentary-style film. Oh, was it found footage? Yeah, it was a found footage film, and I love those. I think found footage films are great unless there's, like, tons of camera movement because, like, Cloverfield made me want to vomit. (laughs) Oh, see, I like Cloverfield. Do you know what really gets me, though, about a found footage movie is when they break reality. Because, like, if I'm right. watching a found footage movie, I'm, I want to be immersed. Like, I need it to be believable. That's why I really like Paranormal Activity up until, like, Mark ones, where they just decided to break time and space for no fucking reason. Right. Like, and see, I like found footage shows, but when there's too much camera motion, I get, like, I, I get sick from it. Like, it gives me a headache. It makes me want to, like, vomit just because there's so much movement. And I think that's what Cloverfield did to me. Like, it just, uh it gave me I got that way a little bit with uh, Blair Witch the first time I watched it. Yeah, Blair Witch was like that too. It was, but I mean, you can't really shit on Blair Witch because that's like the mother of all found footage. Found footage, me. Yeah, and that's why I mean, I kind of like I like Devil's Pass. It was because there wasn't a whole lot of movement, and it was still good. The ending was just, it, and I mean, I guess saying it sucked is kind of harsh. It was just weird. It was a weird way to end the movie, like you know. Fair enough. It, 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 and it actually goes in hand with one of the conspiracy theories, which is pretty cool. But, alright. So there's not, I don't know too awfully much about the, each of the individuals, but I know tons about, like, the incident that led to their, you know, their demise, unfortunately. But, okay. So, in January of 1959, um, a 23-year-old named Igor Dyatlov um, led a group of eight Soviet hikers, um, which had seven men and two women, and they were mostly university students, into the Ural Mountains, um, attempting to reach Mount Ortorden from the small settlement of Viz- Vizhai. See, I told you this is going to be a rough one for me. I was say, whoa. <laughs> um, so, most people that know about the Dyatlov Pass know that all the hikers had have had had died um and because it's in the mountains of russia it's very cold it's snowing it's you know so it took more you pay me enough money <laughs> right it took more than three months to locate all nine of their bodies just solely based on like what happened surrounding it and the weather conditions. Oh, yeah. And, of course, it's also January, so that adds to it. Um, and the sad thing is they were found about six miles away from their destination. So they were almost there. But they were in a forest almost a mile away from their campsite without their skis, their shoes, or their coats in approximately negative 30 degree weather. Ooh. And that's wasn't at least one or two of them found just in their underwear. I think so. Um, and and mind you, this is negative thirty degrees Fahrenheit, not not Celsius. So that's even worse. <laughs> um, two of them had fractured skulls. Two more had major chest fractures. 
and one of them was missing their tongue. Duh, that gets me every fucking time. Right? Those cases are weird. Um, because, like, what the hell took out her... I think it was a... Was the woman the one that was missing a tongue? I think it was one of the women, because there was two women and seven men, and I think it was one of the women. Yes, it was like, a woman. I what have the it hell right took here. out her tongue? It was a woman. Cool. It, yeah, she was missing her tongue. Um... But the investigators, the Soviet investigators, listed the cause of death as a, quote-unquote, a compelling natural force. That narrows it down. And then they abruptly, like, abruptly closed the case, not even a month later. Hmm. So they didn't, the Soviet investigators didn't really do a lot of research into what happened here. But, um... Here's what is known about the incident. Um, six of the skiers died of hypothermia and three died of injuries. And they, they died separately. Totally just said skiers. <laughs> yeah. Um, skiers, hikers, individuals, whatever, but... <laughs> I'm just saying, if anybody ever finds this, we're going to get railed. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, they died separately, which I found odd. Um, two of them were found under a cedar tree near the remains of a fire, while three others were found in intervals of hundreds of feet from the tree, and four more were found in a ravine another 250 feet away from that. So they, they were pretty spread out, and they, they stuck together a lot. They, they mentioned that a lot in the movie, is that they were very stuck together. Like they, The movie actually was pretty factual, had a lot of facts in it, which was pretty neat. So, cool. Um, I definitely high key recommend it, but I thought it was odd that they were like in little groups, just like several hundred feet away from each other. They were they were all found. It was it was odd. Um, and then the two that were under the tree had burned their hands because they were by a fire. Ooh. So I don't know if they had fallen in or. Um, but and you and that's got to hurt doubly bad if your hands are already like starting to freeze off your body. Absolutely, like because like you know when you come out like inside from being out in the snow and your hands feel like they're on fire just from being in a normal temperature. Could you imagine what burning your hands would feel like when you were literally going through hypothermia? Yeah, and in negative thirty degree weather. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no man, no thank you. Um, so then the four that were in the ravine, they weren't found until May 4th, which was three months after the incident. And mm. and this is what was really interesting to me, because investigators kind of put this in their note that they, it seemed that those that had died had given some of their clothes to, like, the living and I know that or I kind of more appropriately it would be the living would have taken the clothes off the dead yeah but they, <laughs> they put it in their notes as had donated some of their clothes that was weird I, I don't know that is such a weird way to put that right um one of them uh Ludmila Dumanina her foot was wrapped in a piece of oh Jesus I don't know if I can pronounce this guy's last name uh Yuri Krivenishin oh god <laughs> Krivonishenko. We're just gonna say his name, his name is Yuri. So yeah, he's Yuri from now on. Well, there's also two Yuri. Oh god. So the first Yuri is the we can just call him Dyatlov. Yeah. So because apparently they're very Yuri rich in Russia. That, this is true. Um, but Ludmila, her foot was wrapped in a piece of Yuri's pants, and um. Semyon uh, Zolotarov uh, was found wearing Dubanina's hat and coat and some garments had cut in, like, had been cut like, they were shredded almost. As though they were forcibly removed. Um, That doesn't sound like donation to me, but no, that's what I'm saying. But they—that's the word that they—they just take that to the goodwill. Yeah, they—they use the word donate, and it's literally "quote unquote" donated some of their clothing items. And I'm like, what? What a weird way to put that. Um, 
there were eight or nine sets of footprints in the snow, accounting only for the hikers and not suggesting another party's involvement, at least on foot. So it was like no nobody else was present, even though all of this seemed odd. Like, it seemed like there was another force involved. As I don't want to jump ahead of you just because I know this case pretty well. But um, do you have notes on the campsite? Yes. I think okay. so. So then I won't say what I was going to say. <laughs> um, they, and then, it, you know, of, of course, as the Soviets listed, it said a, a compelling natural force was the cause of death. So, but uh, there was no signs of struggle or of any other human or animal approaching the campsite. Um, when... And they were out here for, I think, a few weeks. Um, yeah, it was a long time. So, because they were experienced hikers going on an expedition, like they knew that. Yeah, shit. they knew what they were doing. Like they were experienced. And then, of course, like the people that were in, like the the Soviet university students, a lot of them had been avid hikers and <coughs> had, you know, were just going for you know the experience of it. Um, but on the night of February, if I've learned anything from true crime, is stay out of the fucking woods. That, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's true. <laughs> no woods for me. Nothing ever. Nothing good ever. Comes nothing up. ever good comes from the woods. <laughs> Just stay indoors. Yes, this is true. But um, the night of February the second, there was a snowstorm. Um which is when it was determined via the diaries of the hikers that they died. So the snowstorm was seemingly part of the cause of their death. Um, but it was the last entry they had was from the night of the snowstorm in their diaries. Um, after the first five bodies were found, um, a bunch of legal stuff began um, because the families wanted answers of course and of course the Soviets had closed the case like really quickly Um, and they kind of just didn't want to go into it any further but the families were pressing them so they well yeah and they determined Mm -hmm. that those five the first five people that died uh, cause of death was hypothermia Um, and it says that the death seemed kind of straightforward at first, um, but there were so many weird things, like the the one guy being in just his underwear. And well, I think I remember too. Um, wasn't one of them crushed? I yeah. Well, one had two of them had fractured skulls and had a major chest fracture, like they had been crushed. Because if I remember correctly, I think what uh, somebody said that in order for one of the guys to have been crushed that badly, it was like the force of a car or something, like a car right. accident. And, and or like severe pressure. A lot of it, yeah, it was severe pressure. Like that's why there were so many conspiracies because like it was just odd. It was how did two of them get fractured skulls, one lose their tongue, and two of them have horrendous fractures in their chest from being crushed by by what out in the middle the still caught on that I know thing. but the Soviet press um <laughs> explained the guy in his underwear as a quote unquote paradoxal undressing which yep. happens in about 25% of hypothermia victims and it's because the hypothalamus in the brain begins to malfunction and the body temperature seems to rise when really it's dropping. Um, which is like when the brain is undergoing that kind of trauma, sometimes it'll just, it, it, it has to fake its way out of, you know, feeling pain. Yeah. So that was probably part of it. Um, that one doesn't sound too crazy to me. I, can I give could them that. give them that. Yeah. Because that can happen for sure. I've heard of it before. Um, 
I mean, that's one in four people. That's not bad odds. No, it's not bad odds. And I've I've heard of it happening before in, like, avalanche cases and stuff like that. Because, actually, a girl in one of my psychology classes did a whole report because we had to pick we had to pick like a condition that had major effects on the brain and she actually picked hypothermia oh, that's cool. um and it was really interesting it was really fascinating because we got to read aloud that stuff it was really cool but moving on um <laughs> so the hikers tent had been cut open from the inside and all their that's what I was gonna yeah. say earlier. <laughs> there, it seemed that their like their tent was cut open from the inside, and all their but all their stuff was still in it. Um, hold on. And it, and that was that raised the question of why were they dead of exposure if they'd had access to their winter gear before going out into the into the weather? Right. What the hell scared them so bad that they cut the side of their tent? And ran off into the wilderness. Yeah, without, in, in, you know, a snowstorm with no gear. Um, and it's just like, the appearance of it really was, they just left the tent in a hurry and out of their own uh, volition. Like, they just were like, oh, fuck this shit, I'm out. Um, right. And the... So, uh, some Simeon uh, fled the camp with his camera, but not his gear. That's an yes, odd choice. I agree. I was like, huh. And then Rustam Slobodin, um, with Diatlov and Zena, um, seemed to have died in a pose indicating that they were trying to return to the tent. But um, Rustam had a small crack in his skull, but they ruled it as the elements killed him, not the fracture. And they found no external wounds. That is Isn't so it? bizarre. How are your bones just right. cracking? Like, I don't, I mean, and look, I'm not a medical professional, and please somebody tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the cold can physically just crack your bones. I wouldn't think so. I mean, I'm sure I could probably make your bones brittle, but... Yeah, but what the body, and I know this much, I know that the body, when subject to, like, the thing about hypothermia is that the reason when you go outside, your, your toes and your hands become cold first is because the body takes all the blood it can to serve like your your ter- in, your internal organs and the blood keeps the heat and it's still flowing so it moves all the blood to your internal organs to keep them functioning so that's like when people that are in avalanches and get pulled like sometimes they have to get like limbs removed because they have right. their you know their whole entire like hand or arm or leg or foot has been frostbitten and the body's trying to conserve the heat and the energy by bringing all the blood to the the organs protect Protect the the goods goods. protect the alive (laughs) machine but anyway (laughs) um when they found the, the four bodies in the ravine uh, three months later um, and they were examined, Dubanina and Z- Zolotarev had fractured ribs and those were the two that had the really major crushed ribs um, that indicated like there was a lot of pressure or they had like, like you said, the pressure of like being hit by a car. Were they were they snowed under? I mean, I guess there's a possibility the snow could it's have It's possible, them but they found morning? them in a ravine, but also it was May at this point, so I guess it was starting to get warmer. Oh. But they were in down in a ravine where they found them. So I don't know, maybe they fell from, like, up top of the ravine. That's um, true. 
that would probably be about the same force. Oh yeah, for sure. But crack some. That it's it's odd that they would land on like either they would have to land straight on their back, or they'd have to land straight like on Mm. their chest, and that's not usually a natural way that somebody falls. And if they landed on their back, that makes sense. They probably have some form of spine injury. So yeah, that's that true. that's why it was a little confusing to me. Um, and then another guy named Nikolai had a major skull fracture. Um, so the two, three of the people in the ravine had the horribly like fractured ribs, and Nikolai had the skull fracture. Um, and right here it says one of the investigators compared the force required to injure a human so severely to that of a car crash. Oh, there I go, jumping your nose again. I need to shut up. <laughs> um, they said the injuries were absolutely not caused by force exerted by another human being. Um, there was no Ooh. soft tissue damage. Um, but but that's, that's, what that, that's what it's saying. It says there was no soft tissue damage as though that their bodies were crushed by pressure. And... Yeah, yeah, and it's just that the soft tissue damage part like got me. I was like, "What? How is that even possible?" And then it would all have to be pressure. Um, and then Dubanina was the one that had her tongue missing. Um, that's when again the thought of another person or party being involved had risen up again. Um. Yeah, because your tongue doesn't just cut itself out like and walk away. Because I don't think they ever I found their tongue. They did, did they? So, like, the- basically, you know, they're thinking, "What is this? What happened? That like a pop, a- another party could possibly be involved because of all this sketchiness." But there was no indication. And uh, one last thing on the tongue thing, though, and no animals. No, they, just they would eat the whole body. Like straight up, <laughs> like okay, but anyway. that's the thing is like they're literally sitting here saying, "Oh, well, this is weird. Somebody's tongue got cut off, and here's this these two with fractured ribs and a major skull fracture." But there was no indication of another person have been like having been nearby at all, apart from the other people in the group. Um, right. And then there's a native tribe in that area um, called the Mansi people, um, and they're known to inhabit. Poor Mansi. But they're not. They're known to inhabit the area, but they weren't apparently around at that time. Because um, I know a lot of people tried to blame them for it, but they helped in the yeah. So uh, that was one of the conspiracies is that they were involved. Um, but this was partially, this part was perhaps the most baffling part of it, and the part why there's so many conspiracies surrounding it is because the clothing contains significant levels of radiation. Yeah, that's, you don't get that no. just from hiking. In the mountains, no. <clears throat> no. And the reason they closed the case in May of 1959 was because there was a quote-unquote absence of a guilty party. Um, okay. They were archived and classified, and in the 1990s is when they became accessible again. Um, but parts of them were missing. Parts of the files were missing after they, they became are. accessible to the public. Um, so... These are like, I have a whole thing about, you know, the theories and all that, but over the last, you know, 50 or so years, ever since all of this began, like, you know, so many theories, there's so many conspiracy theories of what happened, like, it, it's absolutely crazy. Um, but the Soviet government's very sudden closing of the case was like the most was the most Dust. popular culprit in the minds of like conspiracy theorists. Um 
And then they said that the night that they died, there were orange spears sighted in the sky. Um, yeah, there were orange spears, spears spotted in the sky. Um, so UFOs and all that. Um, but. Well, you know what my favorite theory is going to be. Which one? The government. Oh, the Yeti. The Yeti. Yeah, the Yeti. I love. <laughs> I'm more prone to lean toward the government, but the yeah, Yeti's my favorite. That's it, that's a pretty decent one. I was like a Yeti, but um, well, in one of the in one of their journal entries, it said something about we now know that the snowman oh, is real. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, but you get it. that quote. Yeah, it's right here, actually. <clears throat> Um, I'm sorry, I keep dropping the gun. I'm just really excited. No, you're good. <laughs> um, they actually said that the radiation could have been some. This was just speculation, but um, some of the they think that they maybe drank melted, contaminated snow to get the radiation. That oh, interesting. Well, how's it on exactly. the clothes then? Well, snow. Oh, wait, but... snow. Duh. <laughs> never mind I just had a moment and then um, a 12 year old eyewitness who attended five of the hikers funerals claimed that the bodies had a deep brown tan and that's a quote quote deep brown tan end quote Ew. yeah like what? they were dark yeah what and I yeah I mean right? I what <laughs> How and what? What? Yeah, and I'm telling you, like people are still pushing okay. the Russian government to open the case, like to reopen it, um, and that there's a whole there's a foundation that operates the Dyatlov Museum in Russia, um, to commemorate the the travelers and to tell the story of like what happened to them, as and they're trying to like you know they raise money and everything like that to try to get them to reopen the case because they just think that um yeah they're like this is suspicious you should look more into this um and but then this is this part like gave me chills when I read about it because I forgot about this um one of the 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 hikers his name was Yuri Yudin um 24 hours into the excursion up the mountain he came down with an illness and it was severe enough that he had to return to their set off point and he survived oh could you imagine being that poor guy Um, I don't know which would be worse uh, (laughs) actually dying or having been the one author put quote uh, it was the most well-timed illness in the entirety of the 20th century. Um, no joke. It just it was it was crazy. Like 24 hours in, he had to turn around because he got so ill, and that ultimately saved his life. Man, somebody's looking out for him. But there was he um he he died in an old age um. And, you know, he, he lived on, lived a very long life, lived to a ripe old age, but he never added any kind of significance to the investigation into the deaths of his colleagues. Well, I don't really think he, he wasn't there, have, you know, what, exactly. Right. What could you have possibly known? Oh, also this happened in the seven 1959. Question mark. Oh, wow. Okay. never mind. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was going to say, we never said the... I just, it just yeah, hit me. Yeah. We never said when it happened. It's okay. Did you? I forgot. Okay. Just kidding. So now, Whatever. we're going to get I'm into the theories. These, these are the fun ones. Yeah, buddy. Okay. So the first theory, and the most widely believed, is that they died because of an avalanche. Um, they... You know, just a freak avalanche that happened, took their lives. But um, 
but this was the thing is that the area that they were in had no history of avalanches um and certainly none that would cause outright death um I'm not, I've never seen an avalanche. Right, tongue, right. So Thank no. you. Wrong. Incorrect. Um, and secondly, <clears throat> even if it was a freak occurrence that just happened to hit on the night when they just happened to be on the part of the mountainside, come on. There were simply... Yeah, the odds of that are so... Right. There was simply no evidence of an avalanche. None. And aside from there being no... Because they found the bodies quickly, so you, they would notice if right. the avalanche would happen. That would have been the first thing they'd right. say. Like, if they couldn't find them, like, they were probably buried under the snow. You know? An investigator in Russia well, knows what yeah, an avalanche they, they like. kind of have to be used to it. And then that's, that's, what, that's the whole second part of this thing, is that aside from there being no evidence, the injuries that they discovered on their bodies didn't line up with a, not an avalanche. No. It's just... Furthermore, I imagine a, an avalanche wipes you out pretty quick, so you don't even have time for the paradoxical undressing that they were trying to say, you know, right. came from and said avalanche. I mean, no. a lot of people just insist that this is what happened, but it's also now argued that it is a cover-up, that the avalanche story is a cover-up. For something else. Yeah. So I would argue that. So, and of course, you can't talk about conspiracy theories without talking about UFOs and aliens. So, whoop, whoop. some researchers believe um, that UFOs and aliens had something to do with this, and there's no evidence that suggests that they're correct, but there's interesting how much evidence does it guess right exists but aliens to begin they with, said there's though. interesting details um like here for an example like where two of the hikers were discovered next to the burned out remains of a campfire there was a substantial damage to the trees that overlooked their their base and the Plastic. damage was around 15 feet high None of them could have reached 15 feet high. And if there was an avalanche, no, they would have been covered in snow. So, um, right. And this is, you know, of course, some theorists, you know, say that this was the result of a UFO hovering just above the treetops. Um, and the ones that were discovered in the ravine, like months after, um, and it seemed like parts of their skin, lips, and eyes were apparently surgically removed. Yeah. Blech. And that just, that part was weird because apparently there was like, they looked surgically removed. Not like they were just like torn off or, you know, whatever. They looked <clears throat> eaten or whatever. They looked surgically Ew. removed. <clears throat> and then to defeat this theory, a lot of people say that the injuries were just merely the result of decomposition. Okay. With that, I argue there are no, no absolutely. lines of nature. And like, nothing perfectly decomposes in a no, absolutely. surgical fashion. And that's why that just makes zero, zero sense. But, you know, um, so that's another theory. And then here is your favorite theory. Ash is the Yeti. Yeah, buddy. They apparently, the, this theory is that they met their end by the hands of the Yeti or the quote unquote snowman that was listed in their, uh, their diaries. <clears throat> they think a Yeti or Bigfoot like creature that inhabited the Ural Mountains is what killed them. Um, the the local tribe, the Mansi tribe, um, had legends of a Yeti creature called the the Mink. Um, 
and it was said to roam the area that the you know the hikers were found in and well wasn't the mountain originally called like it's something like really ominous well the 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 tribe the did. tribe called I it that or something have it was that, like I don't think on it was like literally like death mountain something. or something i forget what it was but um there is a picture and you guys can look it up like there's a famous picture that was recovered from the guy Nikolai, the one that took his camera with him. Um, it was recovered from his camera. Um, it was on a shot that's known as frame 17, so you can, can look that up and look at it. There's a strange picture that seems to show a figure that bears a resemblance to a Bigfoot-type creature. Um Oh, yeah. that's right, because it was, was found the on one the camera. that had his camera with him, like, that night. He didn't take his gear, but he took his camera. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, Dead Mountain. No, Dead you're Mountain, good. I just looked it up, sorry. Um, <laughs> but some people say that it was one of the hikers returning f- from a distance, and that's why it looked like that. Or... It was the, but it was the last picture that he took on his camera. So that's uh-huh. ominous in the fact that they're they're kind of like, oh, well, that's the last picture he took, and then he died. Like it could have been the Yeti. So, and then this this is part of what was in. No, this one isn't actually. Um, the next part is about escaped prisoners and that's another theory that they have that um and this is a less talked about claim um yeah i don't yeah, remember the, much about this they one. were escaped prisoners and they were from because back then it was soviet run and it was like the gulags and just like a russian name for I think, like, a prison facility, I guess. But, um, a lot of them, it says, many of the prisoners who may have been, like, incarcerated since World War II and wouldn't be at all up to speed with world events would have been in prison in these facilities. Like, this type of facility. Um, yeah, that yeah, really just seems off awful. Um, I say that prisoners are more off the wall than a yeti, but okay, that's the crazy part. But it kind of is, though, because how is an escape prisoner going to get all the way up that mountain? Period. Because I'm sure they don't have winter gear. Um, no, exactly. That's not how that works. Um, there isn't a lot about the escaped prisoner part of it. But um, they think that maybe like prisoners escaped. They the hikers spotted them, and a fight ensued, and the prisoners prisoners killed them. And that's what they. That's just a theory. Like there's not much on this particular theory. It's just that they got attacked by escaped prisoners. Um. <clears throat> yeah, it's because it holds no water. <laughs> or no no I guess oh my god I oh my god no holds you and I want to see, see myself out, out. <laughs> but goodbye and then this is kind of lead like going along with the escape prisoner one is that the gulag authorities killed them by mistake that um they Uh-oh. Because there were reports of escaped prisoners or whatever, and that the gulag authorities that were going after them were likely to probably shoot first and ask questions later. Particularly. How fucking dumb do you have to be, though, to mistake a group of hikers for escaped convicts? Because, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yes, it happens, but. 
the exact number of prisoners just happened to escape, like as the same the same as the hikers. And they just conveniently furthermore, there were two women. So unless they joined up with because most right. prisons aren't unisex, right? So there's a flaw. There's right. so much wrong with and, this. Like, I could take it apart it's for like, an hour. The whole thing was is that people theorized this because of the fact of how quick the government wanted to cover it up or like close the case. And like they feel like the theory is that if the gulag authorities did kill them and then killed them by mistake instead of killing prisoners while doing like a routine search, they wouldn't want that oh, to yeah. be known. But there's no proof. No way. There's no proof that shows that that happened or that they tried to cover it up. Um, there's just. Oh, I know why I thought it was the 70s because probably what you're literally about to say is uh, the. Yeah. Because we were coming up on the Cold War. Yeah. Soon. Yes. Is that, is that literally your next bullet? <laughs> but. Um, okay, go for it. It was the Cold War, and like it, it was a time when distrust among even among the same country citizens ran deep. So, the notion that the Cold War played a major part in this mystery, this like mystery, carries over into the next conspiracy theory, which is that the American intelligence agency was involved. Oh, actually, um, that wasn't what I was gonna say. There are some claims by theorists that the incident was a result of a CIA and KGB meeting involving the handing over of radioactive materials, which resulted in the deaths of the nine Soviet citizens. Um, there's not really. It is. That well, feels like a bit of a hard. The left. KGB is the Russian version of the CIA, and um, right. So, of course, as most of this, there's no real proof to these claims, and you kind of have to rely heavily on the simple fact that the Cold War was in its heyday at the time. Right. Furthermore, why would we be helping them? But the thing is, also at the same time, (laughs) at this point in time, if there was any chance at all that the U.S. could have been placed in a negative light, the Soviets would have taken it. And oh hell yeah! Then there's the part the part about the radiation. Yeah, that's... um, that was yeah. a big thing. Was that there were considerable indications of radiation both in the area itself and on the hikers? So rumors would surface that the incident was an attempt to plant radioactive materials on CIA agents caught by Soviet people like okay that makes a little more and sense then, but but basically it's saying that the reason this is the theory is that somehow the operation went wrong and the hikers were killed instead and that yeah, yeah and then this is a stretch but it's okay. like then it would kind of mean that one of the hikers was a KGB operate, uh, like operative Yeah, that but really in the Devil's Pass movie, there was, it indicated one of, like, the fact that the Soviet, like, government was present in the mountaintops. Like, of course, it's just a movie, and that's why I'm saying it's going into that theory that the Soviet... <clears throat> Yeah, the Soviet. Okay, I was wondering what direction it went. Um, they're saying that there was Soviet government on the mountaintops. So, um, the next theory is that um, and this one, this is a stretch, I'm telling you, but um, there are tons of theories that say the hike into the mountains was secretly a KGB operation. Uh. For why? What? <laughs> what could they possibly be looking um, for on but, top of a mountain? 
the interesting thing about that is that um, uh, Semyon, who was 37 years old, um, and Zolot- uh, Zolotarov, they were last minute addition, last minute additions to the hike, and had extensive military and combat training. They weren't university students. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, okay. Um, You're giving a little more water. Apparently there was a tattoo on his body. Um, There is this word. And honestly, I couldn't even begin to try to pronounce it. Um, But (laughs) according to people who have researched the word there's no translation in any no like known language to whatever is tattooed on his body what the hell and some and people now because of that people assume that it's either a secret military tag or some kind of secret society moniker and if there's any truth Plot twist is just like the first letter, of right? His and that's what I'm saying is like, or something. if this was true, because I used to do that all the time when I was a kid, I would write down like the initials of what I needed to remember, like pick up assignment from school would just turn right. Like, crag, no, I, I, because I, I didn't want to write. Is it gonna tattoo on you, man? <laughs> like. Yeah, no, it's a little different. But right, I'm just that's saying, and weird things have happened. If this was a KGB operation, I I don't understand what their mission could have been because they all died. That's what I'm saying. Right. Obviously, it was a failed then, mission. Whatever the hell theory it was. about the local tribes, um, like that some some people think the local tribe attacked the Mansi tribe attacked the the hikers. Um, there's no evidence of this, of course, but they were, this, this tribe was largely peaceful and just uninterested in the outside world. Um, as most are. And because of, you know, the apparent, you know, escape, like where they cut their tent open from the inside, like there's no evidence that there were any footprints or anybody nearby. Um, And for and for that matter, why would they attack a tr- like a group of hikers in the middle of the night in a blizzard? Right, and I'm pretty sure the Mensi were alerted that right. they were going they to be know. hiking through that... there anyway, be- because they warned them of the ye- or the the Yeti, whatever their snowman was. Yeah, and here it is actually before they went. Them- that the Mansi so they knew they were um, going to be there. Called it the Mountain of the Dead. Right. They just woke up one day and chose violence. <laughs> so the next theory after that, this one's a little yeah. bit of a stretch, um, because in the Devil's Pass movie, it had like several different of the like different parts of the theory involved, like the Soviet. Presence was one of them, and then I guess some form of alien thing was in it as well. I guess you could say that. (coughs) But this this theory was also in it, and it was um, the gravity uh, fluctuation theory, and it's the most bizarre theory. Oh, that's new! But it's one that's grounded in the science in in science, which makes it even crazier. Um, this theory argues that there was a sudden drop in gravity in a corridor that the hikers were unfortunately camped in, and this is is an unproven phenomenon, but it does, at least in theory, explain the eventual location of the campers' bodies, why they were so separated. Um... And it's argued that those who first rushed outside the camp were essentially placed into a non-gravitational situation where they died instantly, as if they were in a vacuum. Yeah, so, essentially. So gravity just glitched. Um, 
the others were dragged from the tent, oh, which would explain the okay. tears from the inside. Um, they were they were literally ripped from the tent due to the sudden and dramatic drop in gravity. And it's argued that this unusual phenomenon occurs more than people realize, but rarely results in such a drastic situation. Well, congratulations. You just unlocked gravity fluctuation. (laughs) That sounds the most terrifying thing in the world. You're just walking, mind Um, your own business, and whoop. And, and this is, I, I don't think this has any truth to it at all, but they're like literally when somebody presented this to to them, uh, like this theory, somebody said, well, if they would have kept their tent shut, they would have survived. What? <laughs> and I'm like, people, 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 come on now. So this is the uh, last theory. Wrong. And then we'll wrap it all up. Um, and it's the secret weapons test, which was also part of in the movie, I guess. Right. Yeah, this and is the one I actually lean more towards. This theory more or less can explain the mysterious deaths and the reports of the strange lights and the air of secrecy with which the Soviet authorities handled the case. Um they they rumored that in that area i guess because you know it's in the middle of a mountain snowy um like they would they would yeah, use that area that. to oh, hi, <laughs> test their secret weapons i guess because you know it's russia and you hear that that shit all the time you know well, exactly. I mean, the U.S. does it too. You know, um, the islands we blew up like, around the same time they cl- period. Like, they claim that neutron weapons were in use, like, and that the injuries of some of the like the hikers, and some of them had like severe internal trauma, but little external damage, like the ones with the skull fractures, but no evidence of like physical injury. Mm-hmm. You know, like on the outside. Would suggest some sort of advanced and secretive but, like technology or weapon, and because you know, again, they were in the Cold War. Were they testing something that like was meant to scare like the U.S. and then it, you know, when they had nine of their own people hiking up a mountain, and it, uh, you know, killed nine of their own people. They just got caught in the crossfire. Uh, <clears throat> Personally, that's the one I give the most credence to. It just makes the most sense to me. Especially the time the time in which it happened. The radiation. Uh, I don't know. I'm still tongue weird, but well, and that's what I'm saying. Eyes like, and lips there was radiation melted. involved. And see, honestly, like, look, that's all the theories that are, but honestly, it's just and then recently National Geographic said that a small avalanche caused what happened um, because they 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 because yeah, I think it said the hikers yeah they said that the, the they caused themselves, right? a small aval- avalanche because they were trying to burrow under the mountain but that doesn't make any sense as to where their bodies were found and all that I just don't I don't think that's it Furthermore, they yeah, still know better. And, like, and honestly, get the avalanche just, out of here. There's no, so, there was so no much avalanche. weirdness, and it's just like I don't know if they'll ever figure it out. Which is, I will. I do want to say one thing before we completely move off the series, but <clears throat> I want to like I just want to point out that um, technically you could That's merge fair. the Yeti theory and the alien theory together because, well, for one thing, they're both out of a normal person's realm of possibility, but um, a lot of times, because I don't a know, little do you bit. know anything about um, Skinwalker Ranch? I actually want to cover that at some point. But um, Skinwalker Ranch is a big uh, paranormal hotspot. It's on the, oh my god, if I say the wrong number, I think it's the 37th parallel? 
where supposedly a lot of like crazy like extraterrestrial and Bigfoot sightings are supposed to have gone down. But in Skinwalker Ranch, they had orbs, they had Bigfoot, they had UFO activity, and a lot of places uh, like Bigfoot is connected to orbs and UFOs, and there's a whole theory about the interdimensional Bigfoot because saying that he can pop in and out of portals, and if you really want to dive down that rabbit hole, which I love that rabbit hole, <laughs> you can link those very easily. I mean... You could definitely combine the two of them together for sure. And honestly, look, this was in the middle of a Russian mountain covered in snow in January. And, like, that's already bad enough. Like, yeah, I don't think we'll ever know. I, I don't. I don't think that we'll ever truly know what happened. Um, there's There's so many theories and there's so many things that people could say. But it's like, we're not going to, ha- until something is factually found, it's just, and I don't know if that'll ever happen. And it's been like 60 years, so, actually exactly 60 years, so, nope, is that math? 70 years. <laughs> I can do math. I can't. <laughs> but It's been 70 years, so. and Right, and that's what I'm saying, is that it's just kind of like... What do, what do you do? Like, like there's so many theories and so many things that could have happened, but it's just, you know, the unfortunate thing was that nine people lost their lives and it was probably senseless. Right. And if it was, you know, aliens or a Yeti, if it was an avalanche, I don't think it was. I really don't think it was an avalanche. But, I don't either. Um, or if somebody came along and attacked them and they just or something someone something either way it's just like there's no proof and that's the unfortunate part is nothing was in their diaries what what happened that night when you know when they got that big snowstorm is they didn't write in their diaries what happened because none of them survived to tell the story right and that's the unfortunate part and it's just you know I'm really do I really do hope that they'll open back up the case and try to like look at it in some way even to give some of the family the ones that are still alive some peace of mind Absolutely. and and it's just it's sad it's very unfortunate but it's it's one of the most fascinating unsolved cases I've ever seen. Oh, just I agree. Because, just because there's so many theories and there's so much oddness surrounding it. Yeah, dude. And it's just, it, it's so fascinating. It, it, like, I just don't understand. Like, there's so many things that, like, I have so many questions and it's just, there's no answers. So what theory do you, uh, lean more towards honestly i lean more towards like russian government involvement yeah there's no reason why that was that should have been closed so quickly they had something to do with it i i i agree and i think that it was you know and it could have all been a mistake it could have all been a mistake i don't think it was intentional yeah it it could have all been a mistake but of course they at at that time in world history like there was no time for them to be saying oh look we you know accidentally killed like no way no there's just no way like and it was you know back then the soviets were in control so that was a whole different era right that was a whole different era of you know russian ruling and it's just, I, I honestly agree, like, think that intentional or not, they had something to do with it. That just makes the most sense to me. And after Completely that, I'm not going to lie. After that, I believe it was, like, some kind of supernatural force. Oh, yeah. Number two I is believe definitely, that. I'm not going to lie. I do go back and forth between the government and the Yeti. <laughs> well, yeah, I believe, and that, that's the whole thing, is I believe... Those more than I do an avalanche because an avalanche just does not make sense. 
No, it doesn't make any sense at all. All right, well, we can go in circles on this for hours. Uh, Do you have a fun fact for us? I actually forgot about the fun fact. You have one. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I figures I left the notebook with the fun facts in the car. Okay. 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 I got one, though. So, the other day, I was just munching on Cheez-Its. <laughs> Don't you love the intro to this already? I love this. I love this. And I was like, That's how we became friends. Little... Oh, my God. You're right. Full circle. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and I was looking at the Cheez-It, and I was like, why are there little holes in the middle of the Cheez-It? And I'm like, that's really weird. Because, you know, most crackers, I mean, I guess they do have holes. But the reason those crackers do have holes, apparently, is because it's called docking. And it's the process of puncturing the dough of soon-to-be crackers, uh, thereby crimping the top and bottom layers of it together. Doing so allows the steam to escape from your crackers while they bake. Oh, it makes them crispy and crunchy. So if you dock your crackers properly, when you put them in the oven, they won't rise. That's the key. So it's what makes it crispy but flat, like a Cheez-It. That's really neat, actually. And that's a quote from Mashed, like mashedpotatoes.com. Love that. Because that was literally, like, the last thing that was on my phone. And I was like, oh, that's convenient. I was going to use it one day anyway, but here it is. <laughs> no, I love that. I actually didn't know that. That's pretty neat. Because I actually asked myself that. I was like, why are there holes in the middle of cheeses? Like, yeah, I was like, that's so weird. It's like, I love food facts. They interest me. <laughs> oh, my God, same. But well, let's wrap this up. This was a long one. If you stuck out for the whole thing, you were a trooper, and I appreciate the hell out of you. Right. Thanks so much. And as always, stay Stay freaky. freaky.